Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Impressions Podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us this week as we talk to the band Scatterbrains from Barry. Some great guys, and we're going to talk about some great music. Stay with us. <laughs> so this is going to be fun, guys, and I can't thank you enough. I already thanked uh, yeah. Sam and Matt earlier, and Tom, thank you so much as well for being with us this week. Thanks um, for having us, guys. Appreciate absolutely. it. Very welcome. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, this is a band named Scatterbrains out of Barrie, Ontario. Barry, are you all from Barrie? Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Excellent. All right. I, well, I used to be from close to Barrie, yes. but anyway. Yeah, we're all from slightly north of here. Okay. We all went uh, to Elmore wanna... District High School, and that's how we met. And uh, we kind of reconnected as grown-ups and got the music thing started. Oh, that's cool. So you didn't actually start the band in high school. It was all kind of after the fact. Yeah. yeah. And Matt and I were actually in the band or two back in the day, but just kind of tinkering around with stuff, right? But Nice. Yeah. And then, yeah. I, and then I moved away. I moved away for a little while uh, to where I am currently right now, which is Victoria, BC. I just got on vacation, uh, but I spent eight years out here, and then I did a lot of writing while I was here um, of tunes that ended up becoming Scatterbrains songs before we even knew it was going to be a band. And then I moved back to Ontario, and then we reconnected, and then those songs ended up becoming uh, yeah Scatterbrain songs. So. Yeah, That's while Matt was out there, yeah, Tom and I were doing uh, jazz guitar stuff with Joe Huron and playing a bit of just cover acoustic stuff ourselves. And then I get word Matt's coming back, and I'm all excited. Like, I got to tell Tom. Tom comes to me and says, oh, I was talking with Matt Williams. Uh, he was He's moving back to town. He wants to get a band going or something. I'm like, you're kidding me. He <laughs> <laughs> stole your thunder, did he? Yeah, no, <laughs> that's all right. Matt was actually really surprised that I could actually. He was like, "Wait a second, because he was chatting. He's like, "Hey, I'm coming back to Barry. What's going on?" He's like, "I see you." He was actually really surprised that I played guitar because I wasn't really that musical when when we had hung out in high school. I played saxophone like in the school band and stuff like that, but I was never. Oh, yeah, then once I graduated high school, I got like real heavy into rock and roll playing guitar well school plants the seeds and then yeah. you know you water the seeds as you form your own interests and things like that so it makes sense i mean you were always into music but it, it wasn't until you were thinking differently and out of that school environment i gotta tell you i don't know about you guys i mean school sure plants a lot of seeds but it doesn't nurture them very much it didn't for me no no it didn't it didn't for me these guys had a different experience than i did i uh i didn't i didn't have much musical stuff going on except bedroom yeah we had a really yeah, good stuff. music teacher. yeah yeah the yeah. best louis lefebvre was absolutely the man he uh he moved to that school from innisdale i uh, moved to edhs the same year i started grade nine and we had a period one english together <laughs> and then i found out he was by the time I was uh, in grade 10, he had me in every choir and band there was. And yeah, it was definitely uh, a good influence. So yeah. important. And a good nurturer. He became actually like a friend of ours too. Like he was a teacher, but outside of that, like um, I remember after I'd actually been away to BC for a while and came back again, um, just as kind of a little side adventure. Cam, I think, would maybe in the middle of recording with him or something because he's got as few as basement. And uh, so we went to see him, and I kind of showed up as a surprise. And uh, just the look on his face told me everything, right? It was just, you know, like, you just meant so much, like, it, as a teacher, but, like, also as a, as a friend as well. Yeah, so. he really cared, like, about yeah. every, you know, one of us, like, you know, he remembered all of our names, our interests. So, you know, like, it was, yeah. So a big part of our show, and, and I'm going to quickly uh, talk to Mark and go over why we don't have our other two hosts here. A big part of our show is related to mental health, mental health awareness, and the importance of arts and being creative in that world of mental health. I mean, I, for you guys, obviously, music is very important. And if it's oh, as important it was to, as it was to me in high school, it was everything. And it was my retreat. And I had a very great teacher, uh, Mr. Kelly, uh, Fritz Wendland, my two music teachers, um, we formed a band called Kelly's Theory. I performed Pink Floyd, Comfortably Numb, live. That was my first song I ever performed live in front of people for a talent show. Nice. Um, 
it was awesome. But I mean, Mr. Kelly was the one who said, Hey, Brian, why don't you get behind the kit? Or why don't you come up and sing this part? Or Harry, why don't you do this? And he, he nurtured that whole experience. There's so much that's being cut away from school systems these days. I don't know if you guys can speak to that, if you've had any issues, uh, having any kind of resistance to um, getting that nurturing in school, or if it was all positive. But My I mean, I just worry for, for the next generation that has such no, a hard big time, time having that. Big time. My experience was positive because when Lou got there, uh, the music, the scene in the, in the school and the community wasn't really what it became. It was really his initiatives and his motivations to the students and everything to get everything going, to put on school concerts. By the time, like by the time I was in senior, probably when Matt was Matt and Tom were there, uh, they had a one point five million dollar addition to uh, like they built a wing onto the school. One of it was a science lab, and one of it was a giant music room. Yeah, uh, three yeah. not th- not three years prior, it was one of the portables was the music room. Huh. Right. Yeah. So like and then the entire community would come to the school music concerts when they were put on seasonally. Like it was a huge deal. And I attended uh, the PTA meetings, actually, when he was trying to get funding for uh, a recording mixer so he could record a CD with all the music students in the yeah, school. That's what I was going to say is they had a proper recording studio in there, like, like ISO rooms and stuff like that as well, too. So I think we got lucky because yeah. I don't think there's that many other schools in Ontario like that. Because uh, I went to North for a little while as well, and as soon as I saw their music room, I just wanted to go back to Elmville, which I ended up doing basically because our program was so much better. Which was strange because there was 500 kids at their school, um, but it made it better because then you know it wasn't overrun and running rampant. There was only like a small group of people that really took advantage of it. But you know we got lucky enough to have all this great equipment and a great teacher to go in and everybody cared, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, I had a. Uh... I had a more solo experience with music. I, I wasn't really involved in the uh, high school music programs. I did, uh, like I said, more of a bedroom guitar hero, um, very <laughs> self-taught on a lot of my stuff. And then I uh, I met Cam, actually introduced me to a guy named Joe Huron, who um, tutored me privately in uh jazz theory and uh, performance which is kind of where i put most of my efforts was into jazz guitar but i always had a soft spot for the um the rock and roll um how you know what honestly like what i've seen happening unfortunately is um people don't want to let people play unless they're good and you don't get good if you don't play (laughs) And that's kind of so really, true. that's really detrimental to an aspiring musician. I've seen. That's, that's like my so experience many, with Tradesville. <laughs> yeah, I've seen, I've seen so many people and, and guys that I know really well when I was younger uh, gave up because they couldn't get their opportunity to just have someone listen to what they were doing. Or they were told like, hey, listen, you can't perform here. Like this is, this is just guys trying to sit down and play it in public, just play for hat. And then the city's like, no, 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 we don't do that here. Right. But how are you supposed to, it's just a really negative experience for musicians in the public right now. Unfortunately, education wise, I think it's gotten a lot better than it used to be in the last, uh, 10 to 15 years. Um, but kind of the acceptance in in the public is that you know musicians are just you're the help you're here to play for whatever scraps you can we're going to throw at you and then you know and then you have to be a five-star player to even get that yeah i i I absolutely get that um you know we see it all over i actually live uh, i used to live just south of barry in innisville um and i moved to thunder bay and uh, so this summer, uh, I, last summer with COVID, there wasn't a whole lot going on. But this summer, I've noticed a lot more, um, you know, a guy parked outside of a store with a, an acoustic guitar in his case open. And, you know, I, I always try and make a, a point of, you know, throwing a couple of bucks in, no matter how good or bad he is. Yeah. Um, when, when I can, right? Because I know it's, it, you know, it helps out a little bit. And I mean, I mean what's $2, right? It's, it's a couple of coffee. Yeah. You know, we had a great so, place here in Barrie. We had the Fox Lounge. Oh, the Fox. Here in Barrie. Yeah. And Shane Heath ran that. And he would let anybody get up on his stage. Now, he didn't like necessarily that? pay you money. But, like, yeah. he was like, hey, you're – band first time you want to get up that's where i played all my first shows 
Yeah. yeah. He was like, hey, you want to you want to play a gig? You want to get some stage experience? There it is. Bring your stuff. Get up there. We, go play. Yeah, we were playing. Uh, we played Relay for Life uh, a couple of years ago, and if we don't have you know Wednesday open night jams at the Fox for the months leading into it, we probably don't get through that show as well as we did, yeah. right? Like, yeah, it was a, it was a great place. It's it's closed now. Rest in peace. But. Um, yeah. That's too bad. Or at least I, I'm convinced there's going to be some necromancy of some kind. There's <laughs> the sign's still up, man. <laughs> yeah, Shane, Shane, you listening? Yeah. Actually, sorry, go ahead, Mark. There's a couple of great spots here in Thunder Bay. If you guys want to come up, I I am just jonesing yes. for some live music. I don't care what it is; it's live. I want. I, I love live music. Hey, man, yeah. yeah, if we had some stuff to do. Yeah. My favorite gig of all time was we went to Washburn Island, and there was this little uh, backyard stage set up, and it was just so fun. It was like the whole island showed up. Such a great vibe when you can just take the whole band and go to somewhere far away and just play. Um, one little known fun fact, actually, Expressions, the name of our podcast, came originally from my idea for opening a retail building that had audio video and car audio and musical instruments and I had a stage set up and a whole uh, rental division for instruments for schools and that was going to be called Expressions. And the whole point is, again, just to give nurturing for all of the kind Whatever of Whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a great um, idea. Under one roof with a literally a stage where people can who who take lessons from our teachers or who want to just come and use the stage space can come and jam or sound rooms to record and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so if anybody's watching and you know you you want to help out an important idea, you know yeah, just that let is me know. a solid community <laughs> building idea. Like this, this is it, right? it does for people. Like like there's a bunch of. Even like the old people in Elmville that didn't have, you know, their grandkids probably have kids going to the school at that point. They're coming to the show. Like just any kind of interactive participation. And again, it was it was students, so it wasn't that polished, and yet it was perfectly enjoyable. Yeah. So any kind, any learning at any time. You don't have to be young necessarily because you might be new to whatever it is you're learning. You That's still right. need to do it. You still. You can only learn up here so much, right? Like, you got to well, get somewhere. We can talk about, you know, funding for education and all these things. It's not really why we're here. So let's talk about mm. why we're here individually. Maybe first off, you can tell us uh, what you play, which instrument each of you plays, because we don't know that yet. I know it because I, I know about you. I read about you. <laughs> um, there's, there's notes yeah. on you. Hey, <laughs> I remember you, you sat in with us a few years back, if I do recall. <laughs> Yes, I did. It was so fun. I, I asked him if he <laughs> oh, wanted it. Yeah. I, well, we were downtown to Five Points. We were playing with Barry Wrestling there and uh, just doing a little thing by the by the ring. And Brian was there doing some photography, and he had to sit at the skins. And oh, I asked him if he'd uh, be willing to come out of retirement and just sit for longer. And he said then there'd be serious repercussions. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sir. Repercussions. There's more to that. My wife literally sent me that joke on Facebook, and I'm like, I'm going, I'm going to use it on in this interview. You had to. (laughs) You have to use it. The cornier, the better. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that was awesome. Um, Any chance I get to see anybody sitting behind a drum set, my first instinct is, please let me play. Please let me play. Please let me play. (laughs) I don't get to do it often enough. No, that was awesome. So, Music is soothes um, the soul. It totally yes, does. Yes, sir. Sorry, Matt, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, we're, we're talking about who's playing what and all that. So, I'm just yes. gonna, uh, so I sing and I play guitar as well. And when we don't have a drummer, um, I usually end up doing that as well. So, fortunately, we have somebody now, but I ended up recording drums on the record as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The drums on the record are Matt that we did. Cool. So you're not just a trio. In general, you guys want to have like four. We do want to have a fourth at least. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We have, we have a drummer, Christian. He uh, was unable to make it tonight. Uh, He's a new addition to the crew. Um, Hopefully it goes good, but he, so Christian plays the drums. Yeah. He's going to sit in for us for the foreseeable going forwards. And Cam, you play the bass. I am on bass. Yeah, Matt. One, Matt uh, Williams is kind of a a bass, what connoisseur, aficionado. 
and uh, he wanted to do something different. And he's writing these songs, and like he's got to get up there singing and singing and playing bass is more of a challenge than singing and playing guitar. Yeah. So that's, unless that's you're a little more responsibility than I want to have, I really want to play guitar, but <laughs> yeah. <what> it is. <laughs> I well, one day we'll get a fifth member, and Matt can just yeah. get get suited up and dance around crazy up front. That's fine. Yeah, so if you're guitar players listening and you like jazz and punk and metal and surf and all this stuff and you think you can do it, we're looking for you. <laughs> there you go. You, you got a bigger vision. Yeah. You just have to be able to play every genre. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're, we're always that's looking to grow. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, I'm the only one that's not really that multi-talented. I just play guitar. <laughs> That's, uh, oh, I'm not, that's I'm just I'm too dumb for that. I just I just play guitar. Six grades is enough for me. That's all that's I can handle. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, no. In all seriousness, um, yeah, guitar is kind of. I just focus all of my energies into into guitar. Um, I can play a little bit of drums, but just in this group, just guitar and a little bit of backup vocals when it's required. So er earlier, like playing... Tom. Tom, earlier you said you started music in, in school playing the saxophone. Can you still play the saxophone or is that something no. you don't care to relive? Uh, no, I played okay. saxophone for uh, a year in high school. I got pretty good at it, but I learned what it did do for me is it taught me how to read sheet music. Okay. Um, so that, that was good. So I had a, a rough concept of how sheet music works. Um, now, mind you, I played in a different clef, but... Um, it, it transferred over pretty easily to guitar. Um, but yeah, I wish I could still play saxophone. I should pick one up and pick it back up because it's a beautiful instrument. It is. It is. Yeah. I love the sound of a sax. It's a very mournful sort of soulful sound. Yeah. I love, I love that. Yeah. But I also love the sound of a, a guitar as well in any genre. So yeah. Oh yeah. I guess sh shout out Petey. He, we, we had a sax player in the band for a, sh for a short time. Oh yeah. <laughs> Petey Mears. He went to play with the Newlands. <laughs> oh, we had um, we had the brothers from the Newlands as guests yeah, on our did. show. No, oh, nice. yeah, yeah, James and John. Yeah, Very so cool. their uh, James's girlfriend used to dog sit my dog. <laughs> dog Jen, <laughs> small world. <laughs> no, well, the music world generally tends to be kind of a small world too, right? Yeah. I remember when I was playing in Oshawa, there was like just a few bands, and we'd always see each other, and we all got to be friends. So I would imagine you get to know a lot of the different local bands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, um, as a whole, what kind of music do you guys enjoy most? I remember when I first started, it was jazz that got me into music and playing music. And then from there, it got into like the police and rush. All great trios, by the way. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Maybe you only need to. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and a lot, a lot of those bass players do sing, man. If you want to. Yes. Sting is a beast. I know. It's true. Yeah. Getty Lee. Yes. And Getty Lee. Yeah. Oh, Getty God. Lee. I was listening to. Uh, YYZ, the live album, uh, the live recording of YYZ, listening to Getty playing the bass, just flying around <laughs> on that riff um, during the whole everything. Oh my God. Anyway, sorry. I'm squirreling now. In my tastes, there's another great trio. Uh, Motorhead was a great trio, right? Lemmy, all timer. Yeah. So. So that's my, There's another my one. There's yeah, another right. bass player that's <laughs> see, see, wow. Well, <laughs> he would he would have never made American Idol, I'll tell you. But oh, uh, right. just, <laughs> awesome. uh, but no, I, amazing. Like I just love uh, I love music of all styles. Uh, well, there's one that I don't care for too much, but I'll watch it if it's live because it's live music and that's that's the way it goes. But absolutely, was that country? Yeah, yeah, not yeah, a, yeah, not a not a fan. Well, you'll no. never catch you know me. What? Listen, when it comes to country, <laughs> these new country guys can shred a guitar like yeah. holy smokes i didn't i i'm not a big country fan myself but i was listening to some just because it was on for somebody else brad paisley and oh paisley's good man that guy can oh, rip yeah. the guitar apart up yeah. and down the move yeah. all day all day all week yeah it was I think, I just, there, there's a there's a divide like country is is a is a blanket thing but there is a range there oh, yeah. between like the paisleys and the i don't even want to say the pop country stuff like the yeah. uh, how am i how am i even name dropping florida georgia line but miss me <laughs> with that mess like oh that. <laughs> see i'm still thinking shania twain am i really that old? Uh, see, i see well that's good can con but yeah i could never get into <laughs> yeah, it yeah. i don't know I was... well guys talent is talent right and if you oh, have yeah, talent, for sure absolutely. right like i said the live show 
Yeah. Yeah. I went. I, saw, I don't know. I saw. I went to you know Virgin Festival and watched the uh, the Killers follow Metric, and I am blown away by Metric. I love them and it and it was great. And I do not like the Killers songs. And they came out and they performed, and it was a very good perform. You can tell they're from Vegas. It's just in their blood. Like the the jackets and the whole thing, the showmanship. It was excellent. It was like an A plus show. And I enjoyed zero of the songs, but I still enjoyed the performance. That's being ACDC for me. It's one of the best performances I've ever seen in my life. I'm not an ACDC fan, but man, did they put on a good show. Yeah, they do put on a really good show, yeah. 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 Probably the best show I've ever seen. I used to do security for concerts for a lot of years, like Molson Amphitheater, uh, ACC, Maple Leaf Gardens, and all that. And one of the best Very shows cool. I, I saw was Elton John. And the best oh, part of that, that the best part of that show was my job was to stand at the top of the ramp and face the crowd and and check people as it went. I mean, Elton John was playing; nobody was coming and going. They were all watching, so I just stood there and watched the show. It was awesome. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's a pretty loaded question as far as like what we're into musically as well. Oh my god! We, the reason we are called Peter Brains is the Matt. You're cutting oh. out. Now, now we're not going to find out. That's we're it. not. Yeah. 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 Expressions podcast. <laughs> that BC like Wi-Fi, that not cutting yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I apologize if I cut out here. I'm driving around and it's varying degrees of quality here. No, what press is working as well as it is. What yeah, Matt was too. saying, what Matt was saying, is that that's why we're called uh, Scatterbrains is because we couldn't really pigeonhole ourselves into one kind of genre and focus and 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 matt has a, a, a insane ability to just put different things that you didn't think would go together in a song and then he lays it out for you and he's like and then it's gonna it's gonna do this and then it's gonna have a time signature change and it's gonna do a whole different feel and it's gonna go like this and cam and i are looking at him like matt are, are you okay? <laughs> and, and then yeah, it comes so together, so and then and then we play it down. He's like, "No, no, trust me, guys. Just play the parts. I'm gonna." And he gets on the kit, and he'll sing a bit, and you're like, "Oh my lord, this is I amazing!" Didn't, <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't hear it before, but I hear it now. That's, yeah, that has got to be the coolest thing to be in a band with somebody with a vision like that. I mean, yeah. not to fawn here, Matt, but I've been in bands before, and we've we've played covers, and we've had original where we just sit there and play a riff for like 30 minutes and it was like yeah, yeah. we did an original no it's just a riff for 30 minutes like <laughs> yeah. to have yeah, the vision oh yeah, i would love to be in a band like that put, yeah you, i mean you have to put things into a structure of a song eventually right like that, that's kind of the name of the game and i think that's what sort of changed writing for me eventually when i started realizing like okay you have those songs they have to be different from each other you know what i mean i mean i mean they don't have to be but at least in my from my point of view, I think it's good to have things that differentiate your songs. But I don't know, I may be even kind of extreme because one thing, like one song will sound entirely different from the next. But I guess the whole thing is like if we can find a way to still make it sound cohesive. So like you hear one of our songs, you know it's us, no matter what, you know, sort of genre you're using at that point, right? And like still find a way to make it all cohesive and catchy and fun to listen to at the same time, right? So that, that's the goal for me at least anyway. Really interesting. If I can just give a quick story. Um, I used to work in the Oshawa Center. There was a dentist there who was a friend of Getty Lee. And um, I loved Rush at the time. I was like my biggest favorite band. And they were, I think that was around just after uh, Presto and all the other stuff followed afterward. Um, I, I started getting away from the whole uh, YYZ and La Villa Strangiato and that kind of music. And I, I said to him, I said, hey, next time you see Getty Lee, why don't you ask him, why don't they make music like they used to? He goes, you sure you want me to ask him that? I'm like, sure, whatever. And yeah. so he did. And the answer I got back was, well, you know, they still sell those albums. That's that's great. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, because they, they, so really, because they already made that music. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. That's that's right. Right. If you don't like it, that's a good answer. Stuff. There's yeah. the, the, somewhere along the lines, and I, I mean, I could probably speculate as to when, but for everybody, it's kind of a bit different. But something happened where um, art, an artist's interest in self-expression kind of got overshadowed by pressure to just keep putting out stuff that pays money. That's a very real problem in the music industry now. And 
like we're having that issue just as Trump promoting our own stuff is that is that it's a little out there, right? It's it's not like everything else you hear on the radio. So when the radio hears it, they're like, that's not like everything else on the radio. Why would I want to play that on the radio? And <laughs> we get when, good feedback, but yeah, it's not like so there's a there's no a progress. Very real problem, and that's you gotta have real respect for an artist that's willing to to just say like I've already made that music. I'm making stuff that I need to make right now because I'm an artist and I need to create and it's got to be what my vision. And and I, I feel that's why I've been through a whole bunch of groups in in my musical career and that's why I've stuck with these guys. I mean, we're all good friends and we're family, but Matt has a really good vision and Cam and I are just I feel really good support supporters of that vision that Matt has and oh, that we can take, we can pull him down. Like if stuff's getting way too out there and wacky, we're like, all right, we got to reel it in a bit and we're, we'll, we'll give our suggestions and add little parts and take parts out. And we just, we just really contribute to each other musically to be creative and, and off the beaten path. And that's yeah. something that feels missing in 99% of music nowadays. Do you yeah, feel like when? Guys, sorry, 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 Matt. If I didn't have these guys, if I didn't have these guys to tell me to dial it back, sometimes like we, we would be very strange. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, there, there were some edits that post recording, even on the songs we have now. Yeah, that we're like, go, you know, we gotta, go, we gotta just. I'll go way and sometimes it takes time. Like I remember, yeah, I, I pointed a couple things out. Like that might be, and I like it, but it might be a bit much, or like it's. And a couple months go by, and he's like, uh, yeah. Okay, so here, here's a question, though, because I'm going to give you two examples, Prince and um, Foo Fighters. Okay. So you have Prince, who basically has had the Prince and the New Power Generation, his whole group, and he basically had Wendy and Lisa writing music for him, and he did his stuff, and I'm probably really oversimplifying this whole thing, but he ended up just doing all of it himself. Like He just sat in his little room there and, and did his music. And then you have um, the Foo Fighters, where uh, basically he wrote the whole album, had the whole band play all the music, didn't like the way each one individually did it, and eventually did each part over himself, and just kind of wrote over. So do you find... Um, being pulled back or or pulling back is going to limit the music or is going to push your ability to get yourselves playing to a different level and trying different things. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say is I, I agree more with the, the second sentiment you had there because the thing is, like, um, I've got my own ideas, but, you know, I play with two phenomenal musicians who also have their own ideas as well, too. And I think that's what makes our group, you know, that's what kind of brings the magic is, like, when they can be like, okay, like guys like that idea is great, but why don't we try it like this instead? Or like why don't we restructure a song like this instead? And then the songs end up being way better for it. Right? So even though I say like maybe I'm holding myself back, I only mean holding myself back in maybe the sense of like how strange it ends up or like how completely off the wall kind of brains it is. And these guys are sort of like my voice of reason, right? So it's like we all kind of balance each other out a little bit. If I, you I if you understand what you're looking at, you can kind of preserve the core of the idea, of the art yeah. of it. Like Rather yeah. than looking like, rather than looking at the lightning in the bottle, Tom and I can kind of get in there without letting it out. You know, that's what kind of when you find the right people that you can bounce ideas off of, and there isn't really ego, and there isn't some kind of challenge. It's like ego. It, it's part of the creative yeah. expression rather than uh, condemning it. We have so it, it probably really, happens both ways, but for yeah, us at least, really we're lucky strict. to. Uh, no kind of, kind of no ego uh, policy. So if, if there's construction, constructive criticism needs to be doled out in our rehearsal space. It's doled out freely. If, if I show up and I'm not up to snuff or I didn't learn my parts, yeah, I'm told so like, Hey, like, you know what? You need to learn that. We're, um, mm -hmm. If, if it's something like, I'm like, okay, this isn't making sense. It doesn't add up. I'll just tell Matt straight up, like Matt, that doesn't that doesn't fly. Like you should you, like do this instead, and it, it'll work out. Like musically, or keep, at it, or, yeah. or keep at it. Like we we all support each other, and if we have something that needs to be a criticism, it's always taken constructive. We yeah. we we yeah. had we've gone we've lost yeah. members because of this, and it's just you have to yeah, be able have. to 
to be a professional musician, you have to be able to have someone tell you when you're doing it wrong because you might not, as a musician, you don't hear when you're doing it wrong all the time. Because you're, yeah, you're, you're trying to get through it. You're, yeah. the groove, you're like, yeah, that sounds good. And everyone else's room is like, no, it doesn't. You know, and if no one ever told you that, this whole every song we, we made would sound terrible. And we had, That's yeah, we had another point. dear friend from the Elmville High School uh, music fam that uh, Jimmy is drum was drumming for us a couple of times. And when it came time to like really grinding down, it's time to like, it's recording time. There's no more improv. There's no more. Really he was more worried about week to week the vibe of God. Like I drive him to jam at church and it's like, I don't want to go in there. Matt's going to be mad. I'm like, see, that's not the, it wasn't happy. Like it's, this should be this jam day. Like let's get in there yeah. and work at it. Right. And it's, so it was luckily he was, you know, he's doing great as far as I know. But I haven't talked to him in a bit. I think Matt talked to him most recently. He's yeah, place, still yeah. on the socials, doing his, you know, doing his thing. Got the kids. Yeah, I haven't seen him since yeah. the pandemic, but <laughs> it's it's important yeah. to keep an open mind and to accept that the other people you play with are musicians too, and yeah. you don't necessarily always have to take their input, but you should always consider it. Well, I can certainly see that there's respect amongst you guys, and that's yeah, that's the most important thing. I mean, Matt giving you guys credit, saying you're amazing uh, musicians and you know, having all these ideas to be able to give that respect back. I, I give you guys a lot of credit. Um, well, we're, again, we're friends first. We're friends first and band second. So beautiful. Yeah. That's good to see. So so my, my question is is um, obviously you've got a you've got a, you've got one album out, is that correct? That's right. Yeah, that's right. So so now with COVID um, and everything sort of shutting down and whatnot, we've seen uh, uh, early on oh, beautiful. Uh, we saw early on, um, you know, a lot of bands were doing collaborations where they were working with uh, with other bands uh, or other other musicians and doing uh, whether they be doing a cover or they doing something like that. Have you guys done anything uh, virtually, or have you because you live so close? Have you been able to get together and continue to jam, uh, maybe write music or or? Uh... Well, we've we've recently started getting back together. Um, not unfortunately, yeah. we we didn't get together during COVID. I uh, had a baby uh, oh, during COVID, so I had a newborn. So I was really yeah. kind of reticent to be meeting with people and, and yeah. doing that. Yeah, um, yeah we, we did not mind keeping to protocols, honestly. Uh, yeah. We recorded most of the, for the album in October of 2019. Yeah, We were okay. planning on releasing it in spring of 2020 when lo and behold, you know, things, yeah. everyone had yeah. other plans thrust upon them. So no, a, lot of a, a lot of that time we spent going over the masters and then, you know, like sending back and forth with the engineer and getting it together in the first place. And it finally yeah. came out end of the year, December 4th, 2020. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and it, it's just that um, we're, we're looking at trying to get into doing some virtual shows in the very near future. It's on the docket uh, coming up in the coming months. Yeah. yeah we're getting back Probably into the space. And, and we have a drummer now. Like. So that's great, yeah. too. Awesome. That's awesome. So what was that, Matt, you were saying? As they, hopefully they could be live shows, but at the same time, a lot of people are doing the virtual shows anyway and like continuing on with them. That's just another way to get your music out to your, your people, right? Yep. So, Still yeah. good practice. It's all practice. Yeah. Every or, show is practice anyway, but this <laughs> the streaming ones are really good. Unless you're like Nuno Betancourt and you're getting together with some of those other musicians that are out there just slaying the live stuff. Oh, yeah. my God. I hope you guys have been watching some of that stuff. So yeah. cool. Um, Tom, you said earlier something about how you may not have music that would be marketable or heard on radio. Maybe that's more what you said, just heard on the radio. Mm -hmm. I remember uh, this might make you feel a little bit better a while back. I don't know. You guys might know a little song called Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember I called into the local radio station. Yes, I'm this old. And I requested Bohemian Rhapsody, and they said, no, we will never play that opera <laughs> crap. <laughs> and this yeah. is the rock radio station in, this is Matt, in Connecticut, in New England, you know, in the States. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, they, they, they saw that as opera crap. So you never know <laughs> what's going to be big. You never know what's going to hit. Um, if you keep on making music and enjoying it. Right. Well, I'm hoping, that's what, uh, what we do, right? We don't. We're not really super. We have. We do keep it in mind. Like I, I don't want to say that it's not kept in mind. We do have tracks on the record that are specifically designed 
to be a little more easily digestible. Uh, and that's by design because you don't want a whole record that's, that's, that's hard that, that only musicians understand. We, we have, we tried to, we tried to be as accessible as we could while keeping it as musical as the, as the, the goal was. Yeah, finding that right balance between being musical and being interesting, but liking something else everybody can enjoy as well, too. So. Yeah, because anybody, yeah. any no. musician will tell you, if they go off on just doing whatever they want to do and take none of their fan base into consideration, you're going to end up with some like really weird, out-there, conceptual albums, which You'll don't really fly real well. Yeah. <laughs> um, guys, who's Christian? Uh, that's He's Chris, the uh, Jansen's the drummer. Is he so, in on this? Uh, it's just so funny because in our chat that we have, he's just said, what is, what, what even is this chat? I'm so confused. And then he says, is this the real life? <laughs> what is this? And then of course, I'm just talking about Bohemian Rhapsody. Is this, Rhapsody. Fantasy, is this yeah. the real life? Uh, is that's this funny. fantasy? And then he is this real life. He's working um, some grueling hours at the, at the yeah. HVAC. Did you guys want to so get him in here? Is that, is uh, that something? We can, yeah. Is anyone on that chat? Yeah. I froze last yeah. time I tried to do it. Tell them to click on the link. <laughs> People are like, oh, so get, in, get in here. <laughs> before we're too far out, yeah, they, I guess one of the, the more FM rock kind of friendly tunes uh, is in the process of being selected for theme song for the All Ontario Cup uh, in, the, oh. in the indie pro wrestling circuit. Oh, very cool. So we're hoping yeah. that, uh, yeah, our song Rain is going to be featured in some of that. We'll know more about that later. Interesting. Have you approached Sean Gibson with any of that idea? I sure have. Yeah. And, and the, uh, he's been busy watching Saga. Now, I think you said this was airing on August 2nd, uh, but... Uh, Something like that. It, it's, yeah. it is recorded uh, slightly before. So he's been busy watching Euro 2021 and hasn't gotten back yes. to me. So uh, that's okay, Sean. I love you, buddy. I, I understand. That's all. That's all over now. I think Italy it, won. Yes. It, yes. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah. so once the mourning period uh, has, has elapsed for, uh, yeah. for him, that's uh, funny. hopefully, yeah, he's going to be a guest coming up soon. Actually, he told me. Yeah, yeah. He was. I said, yeah. I, 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 do you have dates? We want to drop uh, some word on the uh, way. It's like, oh, I'm going on in August. I'm like, oh well. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There you go. He's covered. Yeah, Sean will be. I, I just going to. I, I'm uh, still rocking the front row lunatics uh, garb here. Inside, lovely. Uh, I was going to ask you about that. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, <laughs> I, dug it out of, I dug it out of my drawer just for you, Brian. Thank you very much. <laughs> September 13th, his episode very, is going to air. Very uh, nice. Very, okay. very wrestling. So let's let's talk oh. about this for a quick second. This is how Cam and I met. So very wrestling is something that I've been shooting for for a while. I've got the Hall of Fame diploma just up there. Thank you very much. Oh. Uh, oh, I'm so stoked. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm very easily entertained. So um, wrestling is just so fun. My wife, Shelly, got me into it. And uh, Cam, how did you get into it? Oh, my God. I mean, let's see. Well, you know, it starts when you're a kid. You're watching. I was in the 80s. So, you know, my cousin who was living with us at the time would watch WWF Hulk Hogan and everything. And I'm like, what is this? And I spend all my time laughing at Million Dollar Man and Mr. Perfect vignettes. Like at eight years old, I love the heels. And I'm like, why is this muscle guy on at the end? Where's all the funny guys? What is this show? And, <laughs> and I have a very similar opinion of it even today. So well, you do because the front row lunatics, the, the group of Barry wrestling fans <laughs> the, who sit the at the front row indie fans. and go nuts for these guys. I mean, you're getting right in the face of wrestlers and you're calling them out and you're pointing for your finger sure. in their face. Come on. Can't let them get away with all that junk. It's so fun. It's so fun. Yeah, oh, it's so uh, much fun. Yeah. Tom, Matt, are you guys into that at all? Or are you guys sitting back like, God, this guy's just a weirdo. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, <laughs> you know what? I Actually, I actually like, used to go to cams every Monday for Monday Night wow. Raw. Uh, I was never right. like really deep into wrestling the way Cam is. Like he's a super fan, but I've always been a fan. Like I watched it like everybody else. Every other millennial that exists grew up <laughs> on that. Right? Like it, it, it's it's what, a great. What guy, over 30 what guy over thirty doesn't know who the Ultimate Warrior is? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. right. Right. Mark, you know who the Ultimate Warrior yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Even as a not a fan, yeah. I, I yeah. I, I, did, actually, I did get out of it when I was, uh, you know, I traded it in for Star Trek and I wouldn't make any different decisions today. But once Chris <laughs> Jericho came to WWF and the whole Monday Night War, I just sucked. I'm like, okay, I'm back on weekly. I'm back on. I'm, I can't. I'm. 
Interesting. Do you watch AEW with Jericho over there? I really don't. I have friends that do. They keep me up to date. They're like, you got to watch this. You got to watch. I'm like, I don't. It's good and bad. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it is. Yeah, I'm not. uh, I don't want to get into the. There's a lot of discussions in our inner chat groups about the superiorities and inferiorities of yes. the booking decisions in each company. Everybody has like, a different if opinion. I, yeah, exactly. There's only so much time in the day. I do have a wife and kid, and I also like baseball. So as it is, I'm missing the home run derby to date the Ooh. airing of this. But that's okay. I like you more. Well, we, we appreciate oh, you being here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Mark, you're going to say something. Well, I, I have to say, I, I travel for work quite a bit, and uh, I eat a lot, of, a lot of meals. I'm that loser alone in a restaurant. Um, and during football season, it's just terrible, right? Because I'm, I'm not a fan, and, and they're up there, and you've, you've been eating for you in a restaurant for an hour, and there's been three minutes of play off the clock. <laughs> oh, my God. I just, get, give me that fork. I'm going to stab my eye. And then one, one night, uh, Aurora and, and Ryan and Brian and I are all talking, and I'm eating in a restaurant. I think I'm in Kappa's Casing in Chuck's Roadhouse. Oh. And, and, and I'm, I'm there, and I'm eating dinner, and I look up at the TV, and I'm like, ooh, wrestling. So I start talking about the wrestling, and, and of course Ryan loses his mind because he hasn't watched it yet. He's PVRing it, so uh, I'm like, so he's like, "Don't spoil it! Don't spoil it!" So it's, it's it was kind of fun for me to be a part of that world for just a little bit, but um, it, I also a, I also got to be a, a light holder for Brian at Barry Wrestling once. So, <laughs> so right, I was there. Cool. And, yeah. yeah, my my, my flash paid what... the ultimate price, but it was good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that, I think I know the show. Right. Yeah, that was yeah, I was there. Uh, <laughs> Very but good. No, it was it was great. The the service at Henry's New Market. I mean, that flash was replaced uh, before I even left the building. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. The service in there. That's the best. But no, it's wrestling is is neat. It's a uh, for me, it's a form of entertainment, and I don't mind yeah. watching it. It's probably the one, other than motorsports, it's the one sport I don't mind watching because it is it is entertaining and it's fun to watch. I think wrestling it, would be the sport that is most in line with uh, bands and music uh, oh, out yeah. of any out there because it is entertaining. Oh, look at sure, the, yeah. the, the relationship that Lemmy ended up with with Triple H over doing the theme song. I mean, Absolutely. Triple H is like a revered legend in the metal community now because of his relationship with Lemon, rightly so, right? Like he was presenting awards for best things. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's yeah, there's a lot of back and forth and the fans have that kind of the deep seated, like the the bedrock of respect that you can grow and maybe like this thing more than that, but at the base of it all, you're like, Well, you still you're still doing your thing up there. So. Now uh, it kinda leads me to my next question. Mark, unless you had something else you wanted to ask. No, you go ahead. Cool. Uh, my next question is family. Um, how has family helped you guys? Uh, have, have they been encouraging for your career since day one? Has there been any kind of trial when it comes to family or um, blocks? Uh, for, for example, um, when I was in my band 40 Cases Later, I moved from Oshawa to Newmarket, and that was pretty much the end of me being in a band because distance and so on. That was a block for me, right, to get back and stay with it. Have you guys had any of these either because of family or has family encouraged you and gotten you through those things individually? Um, I guess I can start with this one. My, my family has always been really, really supportive. Um, like as a little kid, I started, I was putting piano lessons as a four year old, right? Like when my parents saw that I had, you know, an interest in that, uh, cause there's like I had music on both sides of my family. So I, I think my mother would rather, I tried to do something different for money. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I think that would make sense. Yeah. Bless her heart, right? She's only looking, you know, she's only looking out for me. And here I am almost 40, still chasing the dream, right? But like, uh, but for the most part, yeah, I mean, like, my family have always been very, very supportive of my goals and dreams with it, personally. Like, awesome. I had, uh, you know, I've had jam spaces in our garages and stuff growing up and all that. That's right. We actually, that's right. My old man, Eight Foot Drop, uh, used to jam. We, I added Matt to it. And then we jammed in his garage. That was fun times. Yeah. That was just after high school or just at the end in yeah. that era. It's like drummers yeah. don't come, you, you know, drummers don't exist unless they have supportive family members. You know what I mean? Because you always yeah. need someone to be able to play. They're always yeah. ticking off your neighbors and whatever. You know, it's like you know, people have to be a little bit taller. And, you know. <laughs> very yeah. true. Very true. I was shocked when my mother bought me my first drum set to actually let me play. But then again, I lived in Vermont. I was in the middle of nowhere. So it's not like I could <laughs> piss anybody off. Except for her. Yeah. Sorry, Cam, by the trees. Yeah, well, almost. yeah, when I was young, yeah. My mom and dad were my biggest fans, right? And, uh, dad kept me in instruments all growing up. He bought me my first three-quarter size guitar. And then my mom bought me the Squire to learn on when I was getting serious in high school. And d- dad got me the bass when I switched to that. I was taking jazz lessons. And 
learning on an upright. I never owned one, but I did have the electric. He got me a keyboard, you know, just he was a drummer himself back in the day. And so he was, he, I guess we moved from Espanola down to Hillsdale when I was about six and the drum kit uh, didn't make the trip, uh, but his acoustic guitar did. So I just saw him playing in the living room and that's the first stinkling, right? So that's where that all went. And as of now, yeah, I mean, my wife's always supportive of getting, you know, making sure that I have time for band and, you know, it's, we try to keep a weekly thing and, yeah. Well, you have family, you have kids and you have yeah. wife and you, you know, there's, yeah, there's so time requirements and everyone's, job. And, yeah. yeah. Everyone's very good at keeping uh, that part of the schedule. You know, she'll just go out with her grandma or something, do something else awesome. with the time. But yeah. 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 Very good. Now, um, so do all three of you have kids? Not me. No, not Matt. Okay. So now, uh, now Tom, I know you just had a baby, but uh, Cam, do you have kids? A uh, thirteen-year-old boy. Thirteen. Is is he interested yeah. in music as well because of what you do, or? Uh, he no, less so now. That's. Uh, okay. I think it, I I think if uh, there was a Fortnite skin or a Pokemon that played <laughs> guitar, that might that might help. Get him we'll probably arrange uh, that Photoshop or something. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm Before we go too I, far I, off, though, oh. I, I want to get back to Tom and, and hear yeah. the family answer from from yeah. Tom as well. Just want to remind. Um, yeah, my. My dad, growing up, he was uh, he raised us by himself, and uh, he was always <clears throat> super duper supportive. He, uh, I remember uh, when I was about sixteen, um, I was really getting into guitar. I owned a uh, a baby blue Fender, and I I say Fender with like quotes around it because it was a really cheap knockoff of a fender um <laughs> guitar and it was just not really playable anymore um and my brother actually bought me my first real big boy guitar which was a godin freeway classic that i still have today oh still the godin yeah it's still my number one guitar so i've had that for yeah. six uh, like 20 years or so Love and um, my dad, I went and bought a Line 6 Spider 3 150-watt combo amp with two 12-inch speakers in it. And my dad would let me play that at just ungodly volumes. <laughs> Again, ungodly. with the trees, though, or Lake Soundproof with the Vermont-style trees. So he you're would good. just put headphones on and let me just... Oh, that's brilliant. His only thing was that he was like, I, I want to be able to make requests every now and then for something like ACDC, right? So I learned to, I learned that, ended up learning to play a bunch of classic rock songs and actually a good chunk of country songs too because that's my dad was like, play as loud as you want, but every now and then kick out something I like to listen to. That's right. cool. Yeah, that's he was, awesome. my family's always been very, very supportive and my wife is very supportive in – you know, like we get together, we have scheduled times. We just, I just go. We, it, it's been a really positive, positive experience with my family. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, supportive family is is so much in in so many aspects of life, whether it be, you know, music or art or uh, make or break. You know, if, if you're if you're a writer or even to do a podcast, I know Brian and I both had to. You know, when we when Brian approached me with this, we, we I had to I said yes before I asked my wife, and then I'm like, mm -hmm. uh, could I? Uh, uh -huh. And she's like, oh, it's Brian. Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's good to have that rep. Yeah, yeah, yeah I exactly. guess so. Yeah, it's it's nice to do, but it's it's a lot to do well and properly. And clearly, you guys seem to have put the time and the effort in. So it was. We're having fun, nice you know. Be. Yeah, right. We're for sure. doing this for the same reason you guys are in the band. Uh, it gives you yeah. the peace of mind, the mental health, something to uh, be creative with, something yeah. to meet new people and to do new things. And, mm -hmm. and it's just been exactly that for us, I'll tell you. Um, and again, having four hosts, having Ryan not here, Aurora yeah. not here, it's no stress on us. Yeah. We still have a couple mm -hmm. people to chat with, and, and we yeah. are trying to avoid stress at any cost doing yeah. this. So. Uh, and I think that's the same thing with music, right? Like the, you do it to alleviate stress, not to add stress. You do it to bring joy, not to take it away. And, and that's like what you said, Cam, about having somebody dreading going to a rehearsal. Like, why yeah, are you here? Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we still we still want to be friends. Like, you know, this is 
we don't want to be bumming you out, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, well, I'm proud to say I'm still friends with the guys that were in my band 40 cases later, now Excellent. 25 years ago. Um, and one day we will have a reunion. It will have oh. <laughs> that show. Yeah. Nice. Like, nice. We were yeah. horrible. We were a very bad bar band, but it was okay. We had fun. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, if you need an opener, keep us in mind. Oh, no, an opener. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll figure out the bill order later. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, years ago, I, I had my one for a, at a at a band, and I think we were more just a, a group of guys that needed an excuse to get, get together and drink and make a bunch of noise. Um, and, uh, and the bowling was alley it. was full, so you picked music? Yeah, that was pretty much it. Yeah, so we had the drummer had uh, I mean, he was self-taught and had no, didn't know how to how to play at all. Um, but he did his best for us, and, nice. uh, and it was it was a lot of fun. And uh, you know, every now and again, somebody would stick a, a tape in a recorder, and and you listen to it now, and you're like, oh my god, we were awful. We were just <laughs> awful. Uh, but it was fun. It was something fun, and it was an escape. Uh, it was. Uh, I don't know, 1991 or something like that. So it was uh, it was interesting. We were all just out of high school and it was just fun and an escape. And very cool. There you guys it. record your practices, right? Like you you make sure to record all the stuff. So down the road you have copies, right? Not lately, actually. You really Jimmy should. was the one that always did that. Actually, we <laughs> used to think of it. You know what, Brian? That's a really good idea. We need to start doing that again. Like, yes, yeah. we do. We have, I can't we tell you since recording. Yeah. How That's appreciative I am that I have the recordings from my rehearsals uh, that I can still listen to and, and say, yes, I used to play the drums. See? See? 30 years ago, I actually knew what I was doing sometimes. I, without that, I'd have nothing right now. So it's it's really cool to have those recordings. Anyway, um, Mark, do you have any other questions before we get no. to our three questions? I think I'm good. I'm just having a great time chatting with you guys. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> this is probably oh, a show guess, that we can keep on going with, but yeah, probably. But we should because I, I have say. I haven't had dinner, so I'm yeah. going to get oh, angry. Oh, yeah. But okay, so let's my get to our three questions. My phone might die. If I, I apologize if it happens, but yeah, my signal's pretty bad out here. So okay. So I hope well, that, Matt, why don't we get to the the one question um, first? Then sure. the, the challenge question, Tom. I believe you wrote the answer to this question. Is that correct? When I issued um, a, a challenge? Yes. So I love your challenge. Absolutely love it. And while Matt still has signal and everybody's still here, maybe you can kind of um, – I'm going to tell the viewers, uh, every week we do a show, we ask our our guests to issue a challenge. It could be any kind of challenge. Uh, I always say photo challenge because I'm a photography person, and I always slip and say if you're a photo challenge. But that's not what it is. I love your, I'm, I love your challenge. I'm going to shut up and let you answer the question. Uh, so my challenge for, I'll give it to Cam, I'll give it to Matt, I'll give it to all the listeners out there, is to find yourself a record that is completely outside of your comfort zone. Something that you would never thought you were going to listen to. Um, the, the problem with me, the way we consume media nowadays is it's all based on the algorithm, right? Google's curating, Spotify is curating your playlists on what they think you're going to like to listen to because that's going to get them the clicks. What I want you to do is I want you to go find something um, that's outside of your comfort zone. I'm just going to throw an example out there. Uh, I'm going to give it to Matt. I'm going to ask you to listen to one album specifically, and it's called Kind of Blue, and it's by Miles Davis. Ah, yes. Are you kidding? That's it on is. my daily playlist. That's a classic. That's in my when, car, a yes. gold CD. That won't be a challenge. Yeah. That won't that be a challenge. Time. jazz album. Change the face of music forever, but listen. If you're a jazz guy, listen to something Ooh. that's that's new metal. If you're a new metal guy, listen to something that's classic rock. Just consume an entire record from start to finish without skipping anything. Consume the entire thing and just broaden your horizons musically a little bit. That's my challenge. I'm still thinking about Miles Davis. I'm just like <laughs> that—that's what you pulled out of your hat. That's if like you want, guy, if you want a good guitarist to listen to that's going to really boggle your mind. Uh, Wes Montgomery. Yeah, he's one of the best guitarists I've ever heard in my life. I mean, unfortunately, rest in peace, passed away very many years ago. But if you pick up anything by Wes Montgomery, it's going to boggle your mind. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. All right, well, we're going to our next questions then. Um, and this might be a question that each of you can answer. That would be fantastic. Um, we have two questions that we ask every single guest. And the first one is, what's your jam? What song just kicks you in the ass and gets you going? And just something that you can listen to. 
Uh, every single time you listen to it, you don't skip it. You oh. love it. Doesn't matter. One song. Wow. This is uh, a playlist. <laughs> That's not a song. I have a playlist for that. Are you kidding? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. You know what? Um, you know what? Bands, yeah. Mine changes. Mine changes every few months i get the one jam that i just keep kicking out and right now it's a song called take out the gunman by chevelle oh chevelle that's okay. a good tune yeah that's, yeah. A good tune. that's a good tune so, I mean, I like that it kind of keeps rotating back into my i'm like oh yeah I, I, I see it i play it yeah that's a good one i like that one i'm i'm I, you guys here and i don't know if you can still hear me or not so yes, i'm gonna say this real yeah. quick uh, mine recently has been the Good Time Boys by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's old school, but it's fun and it's funky and it's heavy and dirty. And I nice. love it. it's, uh, I love, you know, love the chili it's a pretty peppers, good yeah. definition of like the way I try to live life, you know. So beautiful, awesome, awesome. All right, Cam, your turn. Uh, I'm recently, I am definitely all about this band called I Don't Know How, but they found me. And they've been getting increased radio play, and I'm loving every minute of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Leave Me Alone cool. is just one of the funkiest fusion tunes. I listen to it, and I'm like, these guys listen to Kraftwerk more than I did as a child. They've, <laughs> and here I am listening to what I hope my band can become. Like, it's uh, that That's or Death cool. Above or just yet. That's and as far cool. as old ones that haven't gotten old yet, well, I say old, but I mean... For me, that's like mid-90s high school when I was learning, right? Like 95, I'm 13. What is life? <laughs> so I got to be an R.E.M. tune. Probably What's Frequency Kenneth? When Knows the Big Red Beaver by Primus. If that comes on, I'm such, shh, up goes the volume. Nice. <laughs> Stuff nice. like that. Nice. Good choices. And I like the way you awesome. said that, uh, you know, that, that I, I just like the way you described that. It's very much the way I felt about, feel about Tool. The way oh, my band yes, would be sir. if I could have it, you know, have a band that sounds like that, that would mm -hmm. be mm, number one for me. All right. Yes. Um, next question is um, tool of the trade. So in the world of photography, everybody shares their camera bag. I'm like, hey, look what I have. I'm so special. You know, it's all my tools. In our world, it is what is that one thing that you rely on to fulfill your day as a creative? Um, I've said in mine, my leather man. Um, I've had people say their mind, their creativity. It could be anything. Like, what do you think is your tool that gets you uh, performing better or just being fulfilling your day, whatever? You know what I'm trying to say. Let Mac so for me, for me, it's a cheap acoustic guitar. Like, and usually cheap is better because I, I need to be able to bring it everywhere and not worry about it getting dinged up. But you can bring a guitar anywhere with you, bring it to the beach, you know, or wherever it is. Like, and just have it on hand. That's always yeah. a thing for me. Yeah, that's cool. write, awesome. Yeah, I tend to write not to borrow, but that's definitely yeah. I'm always the guy that has the guitar, and not in the way that like oh this guy with his guitar. It's like oh hey he brought his guitar, play something. I'm like well can, we can do that later. No, go now. So I'm like I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> I just got a John Belushi uh, <laughs> moment in my head. He you're sitting on the stairs playing the guitar, and Belushi grabs it. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. <laughs> that's, that's also why it has to be a cheap guitar. Yeah. Matt's winning over someone's girl and he's like, oh, no, I'm not having that. <laughs> yeah. uh, for me, it is honestly, um, I use, uh, I play into my computer a lot. I use a lot of plugins and uh, amp sims and. Uh, uh, MIDI drum patches that uh, is, is kind of what I use to be creative. Um, it's how I find my tones that I like. Um, that uh, coupled with I have a Gibson 339 that doesn't leave my house, but it's kind of like the instrument that if I want to sit down and be really creative, I just find that it's got the mojo, man. Like it's the one that I, that I create on. Everything else is kind of a tool, but that one's got a piece of soul to it. That's Love so it. it's, it's it's my it's my suite of plugins for my computer and my Gibson 339. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. All right, guys. Well, I again can't thank you enough for taking the time. I mean, Matt, you're driving. You're out on the road with your family. I can't thank your family enough. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for that, uh, Cam. Tom, you guys are awesome. Really great chatting with you. And thanks again. 
for letting me sit in with you guys way back in the day. Oh, uh, pleasure. For that. I hope to, hope to do it again. And we'll get working on something to pitch you for a theme song here, boys. That's uh... Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, in go. fact, um, I have an idea that we'll talk about after I hit end broadcast. So all right. Right. thank you all so much. I appreciate yeah, you. very much, guys. Mark, dude, thank you again for being here this week. Yeah, it's been a great time. I really enjoyed talking to uh, Scatterbrains this week. Awesome. It was a pleasure. Thank you. It was awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. And uh, just because the other two guys couldn't make it doesn't mean we're not thinking of them. So, Ryan, I hope you're feeling better. Aurora, I hope you're having a great camping trip. Weather's perfect for you right now. That's awesome. I'm so stoked for that. Uh, and Christian, yes, this is real life. It's not just fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much. And see everybody next week. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Sorry, I thought it was at 8 o'clock. No, oh, it, well, it is. Yeah, we, Technically, it is. You're right, it but is, everybody's yeah. early, and we're all excited. So Awesome. Really uh, yeah, I was actually just watching YouTube. I wasn't even doing anything important. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube is uh-huh. important. <laughs> hey. Yeah, and Aurora yeah. is camping with her boyfriend in a surprise camping trip, and you can yeah. never say no to that. So. No, you yeah. can't say no to surprise camping. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Crystal Lake, I think it is. Uh, uh-huh. uh, yeah, right, exactly. Ooh.